Blog Talk Radio. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. Say what? The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. It's rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, 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 rising. The Phoenix is rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, is rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, 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 rising. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our show today. It's always good to be with you on one of these wonderful mornings. It's good to talk. It's good to explore the truth. It's good to know what's happening. You see, we are here after being beat down, censored, silenced, and betrayed. The voice of freedom still speaks out. Join us as we bring the truth to you on Warrior of Compassion Reflections, where we reflect on the current events of the day, not only from the progressive point of view, no, but from the humanitarian point of view. In our society, you see, being human, religiously, and loving and kind is often called being socialist or communist. And every time a country begins to treat all of its citizens with love and compassion and to bring about justice and empowerment for everybody, it's called communist and often attacked. One word of compassion reflections, we reflect on this dilemma and the twisting of words and phrases that thwart democracy. And we learn to break free, to break free from those very things. We want to welcome you this day. Please answer the following questions. 1. Do you want or need more money than you have right now? 2. Do you know two or more people in your network who want or need more money than they have right now? 3. 
Do you have $75 or more to get started with your own crowdfunding system right now? If you've answered yes to all three hit the link in the description section, watch the short video, and become part of our cooperative crowdfunding system. And so today, what do we address, my friends? So much information floating around here. So many podcasts all over the place. So many YouTube videos. So much information. We have information just floating everywhere. Flying around everywhere. But it seems sometimes... that we just aren't getting the information that we need. Or even if we are getting that information, we don't seem to be processing it. We don't seem to be absorbing it. We seem to be full, fooled up. So we just can't take in anymore. Went to a workshop once with a person called the Didgeridoo Man. He, like many of the other teachers in society, talked about us being like a cup. Many of the great teachers say, if you are so full of all these thoughts and ideas and information, can't take anything else in. So when someone tries to put something else in, it just runs over falls to the ground in ruin if you want to fill up the cup first you want to empty the cup that means having the trust and having the faith to let go of some of the things we've been taught some of the things that we've learned to become empty vessels and then do as didgeridoo man talked about he said we need to be filling ourselves you see with love kindness and compassion, learning to love ourselves completely and accept ourselves as we are. And when we are so full of love and compassion and joy, what happens is it begins to spill over. When it begins to spill over, we can go out into the world and help other people. We can give to other people. But if we're not full of this love and joy ourselves and for ourselves, it's never going to work. And will remain dry, tired, dying, being away in a world of abundance because of dwelling in a place of created scarcity. So it is time for us to begin to empty ourselves of the falsity ourselves with love. The question is how we can begin to do that. One way to begin to do this is through the intellect, through the thinking mind. And when we do it through the thinking mind combined with our emotions, it is very powerful. Relearning is a major way Almost 20 years ago, I read a book called The Lies My Teacher Taught Me. It was one 
of the first books about history and about the misinformation that many of us were given when we were very young about the way this country is and was. Soon after that, I read a book called The People's History of the USA by Howard Zinn. It also gave a totally different point of view of history. Instead of looking at the very rich and the super rich and giving history from their point of view and talking about how great or bad the world was from the viewpoint of the top 1%, it looked at the people. It didn't just give us knowledge about what happened. It talked about why things happened. It traced all of these issues to the roots. Then I read a book called Before the Mayflower. Before the Mayflower talked about all of the great kingdoms in Mali and in Ghana, and it talked about Timbuktu. It talked about all of these great places, these great civilizations throughout Africa during the time of the so-called Dark Ages in England. Africa was flourishing, Ghana, Mali, all of these big kingdoms. When we were led to believe that everything went into the darkness. And the last book I read, and this, of course, was for a course that I was planning to teach on alternative history, was a book called Vine Deloria. It was called Custer Died for Your Sins. It was written by a Native American historian who talked about the connection between the colonials and the land and the fact that one was not considered fully free or human unless one owned land. So coming here to the Europeans when they saw all this open land must have been a totally insane experience and their reaction was that they had to take that land no matter what the case. So Find Deloria talked about the history of feudalism and how it influenced the colonial mindset to commit all kinds of violence, all kinds of atrocities in order to gain what they thought of as freedom. Since then, of course, a lot of history has come out. A lot of things that have happened that have been hidden under the rug, especially since the Internet and since social media and since the 4G and 5G and all of that, all kinds of things that we thought were true have been proven false. Some of the stuff that we learn is painful. But this gives us what is called a via negativa experience. According to Matthew Fox and many creation spirituality people, you see, a via negativa experience can be good. They sort of talk about four different ways of living or four different ways of being in the world that happens to everyone in their individual life, happens to us in our collective lives. It happens to almost every species on this earth. First, we start off with the positive or the via positiva or the path of the positive. When we're allowed to rest, 
when we're allowed to have plenty, when we're allowed to have free time. We are at a peaceful state working together in harmony in order to create opportunities for everyone to seek adventure. We're naturally curious. We find rest and peace easily, but something happens then. Natural occurrence, violence, sickness, something that upsets this positive feeling. This is known as the via negativa of which I speak. This via negativa challenges our very existence. It challenges everything that we have come to know and believe in. It tears down our idea about the world and illusions about ourselves and about our families and the way things are and drains the falsity from our lives. Only after we hit the negativa do we go to the next level, the creativa, the creative part where we begin to grow. We begin to rebalance. Our minds stretch. Our bodies stretch. We grow stronger. We incorporate this new truth, and we come back to a state of balance, back to a more positive state, and from there we move to the via transformativa or the transformative state where we understand that the world was not the way that we saw it. We accept that fully. We come back to a state of balance and rest, and we grow, returning to the positive again. No via negativia no via creativa. And so one of the paths that we can use, one of the paths that we must use because creation forces us to, is to feel the negative, draining away the lies, countering the arguments of beauty and the historical facts about how all of these great people came to this country in order for religious freedom and ended up being attacked by the native people and defended themselves and honorably rose up to the greatest nation. Those things are not true. And even if one considers them true, it is not that easy not that clean. Everybody was not a beautiful, kind person. And to be truthful, many came here not to seek refuge, but to seek fortune. And so we're at a state now of via negativa learning about the pain and learning about the suffering and learning about what the hands of the people who went around the world spreading their culture by force did. What our nation did and is still doing. And we have to learn to deal with that. One of the ways that people thought that we could deal with this is through religion, but... Obviously, as we can see now, most of the religions have been taken over 
they've changed. They've taken on the culture of this country and they have been so infiltrated with the capitalist ideas and the ideas of racism, sexism, homophobia, all of the negative things that they no longer serve any purpose except saying that God goes along with hatred. So they don't work. And most thinking people in the society and most real religious spiritual people in the society have seen what has happened and continually to see continue to see what's happening. So they don't want anything to do with them. So we have them shrinking in their effectiveness or only becoming clubs for groups of people who pretend to know and love God, but who really are out for themselves and those who will do anything to not grow. Young people don't want that. Spiritual people don't want that. So they are leaving in groves to find the truth. The only problem with that is that there are many people who are willing to go shovel the truth out for a couple of dollars. Not truth that they have experienced. No. Truth they had picked up and gathered from other people, maybe from reading or books or some other teacher or something, no matter what it does, it is a truth that then can be sold along with every other commodity in this capitalist system. And that is the problem with this system. And that is why we have to create new ways of being and new ways of living, surviving, new economies that are more just, more loving, and more kind, and based not on a winner-take-all society, but based on a society where we all move together, grow together, and prosper together, because that is altogether possible right now. Are you a spiritual teacher or life coach? I think today we, as a country and even the world, are going through a collective shadow event. In other words, all of the hidden things that have been working to cause us pain and suffering in this world have been forced to the surface. How can we deal with this? I am going to a free workshop where leading mystics and Jungian analysts will be talking about what issues may come up, and how to deal with them and everything else happening as a result of living during these troubled times. They also have a school attached that gives lifetime memberships for a ridiculously low price. I am addressing spiritual teachers, because this is something we need to know not only to help ourselves, but so we can at least point people in the right direction when necessary. 
We can heal this broken society if we work together. You will find a link in the description box that will take you to our website where you can explore the Jung platform for learning. Sometimes they have free events, sometimes for a fee, but there are many, and you can get a valuable lifetime membership for a very low price. Good luck! Let's make this world better, together. Thank you for being with us. We don't ask that you believe everything we say, but we do ask that you do your research on a valid search engine like dogpile.com. And so, what do we do? We learn to go deeply into our understandings by ourselves. Yes, we can hear quick fixes. We can hear people give lectures about truth and reality. We can gather all the information that we can, but until we do the necessary work, nothing is really going to have much meaning. And the necessary work comes from three different types of work. One is the inner work. We talked about that earlier. We talked about going through the stages of emptying ourselves and filling ourselves, emptying ourselves of the false ideas and thoughts that we have been gathering throughout our lives and filling ourselves with the real. The real that I am speaking about is a universe that is teeming with life and love, joy, and compassion. So we become a reflection of the universe as we fill our vessels with love, joy, and compassion until they are overflowing. That is step one, the inner work. And then we move to the outer work. The outer work is being full of love and compassion and joy and allowing it to flow so that everyone we come in contact with, can experience that, and we can show them, we can teach them, we can tell them who they really are. We can help them reclaim their true identities. We can help them see that they are not just a person here put on earth to fight and run like crazy, to participate in a hunger game, to see how high they can climb, or to just survive until they die. We can help them see that they are this powerful, creative energy, this movement in the universe, and that they are here to create and recreate this world, to bring it through a state of peace and harmony. And mainly, we can tell them and show them that they can start that process within themselves and live in that state no matter what the external circumstances. Perhaps some of you listening to this don't realize that you can do that yourself. Right now, through doing the inner work, the inner work is simply sitting and being quiet, looking at what is going on inside 
allowing oneself to see, allowing oneself to experience, allowing oneself to feel things without judgment, becoming aware, and allowing that state of awareness, that eye of awareness, the one who is watching all of the words and all of the images and all of those things that rise up during meditation, letting that eye the one that is watching grow, realizing that that is who we really are. We are the one that is observing. We are the one that is watching. We are not the mind that is running, not the mind that cannot stop. We are the one who is silent, who is observing, the one that is not touched by the madness the one that is the spoken word moving in time and place in order to see, to feel, to experience, and to create. To create from the mindset, from the perception level of the body that we find ourselves in. And when we do this, we realize that the world is like a tapestry. And all of us are like many of the colors and the threads that weave a picture of the universe. And as Brian Swim said, if one of us does not develop our beauty, our love, our joy, and our peace, is like removing a piece of the universe that will never be seen, will never be aware of. So we cultivate our beauty. We learn the truth. We rise above each and everything until we become part of that all and all. And that is what all of the meditation, all of the spirituality, all of the yoga and tai chi is supposed to get us to do to claim our power. It's not so we can work longer and not get stressed out or we can go out in the field and kill people and not feel bad about it. So we can become choice makers. And in its ability to make choices, we find our freedom. And so, the outer work is to help people find their freedom to know their truth. And then there is the greater work. The greater work is the work of challenging the injustice in the outer world. Challenging the injustice in all of the institutions, state governments, politics, religion, all of those things, bringing that via negative experience to those places if necessary in order to break down the lies, break down the walls that insist on hatred, break down false ideas and conceptions and the rationalizations about who we are as a collective so that we 
can redeem those institutions so that they reflect truth, reflect reality, reflect the hopes and dreams written of in the Declaration of Independence where it talks about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is the greater work. Engagement in the inner work, the outer work, and the greater work is what is necessary in this world today. It's always necessary to not to put down a person who is more engaged in one than the other. While at the same time realizing that one is not going to be very effective at either one of these things unless they are partially involved in the others. Please visit our website where you can make a donation to our crowdfund. Better yet, join Co-op 5050 where you can begin to raise the funds that will allow you to help yourself and others. Hey, this Co-op 5050 thing might be something that all of you want to be involved in, mainly because it is a way of doing the greater work. I usually don't like talking about money, but the way our system is organized is necessary. But it's not necessary to have one person at the top getting all of the money in the world while more than 99% of the people are struggling in order to survive not 99% of the people, usually about 90% of the people. Co-op 50-50 is a way where people are trying to pool their resources and pool their money in order to create sort of a new banking system, a banking system that will create money and create funds through crowdfunding and many different ways for people to be able to live decent lives and invest in the lives of others. It's a partnership model that helps people be able to free themselves from pain, 
suffering and poverty in the world. That's why I've been putting forward this idea of co-op 50-50 for so long. I think it's one of the few ways to create a world of justice, economic justice, so we can begin to do all of the others. So if you have a chance, visit our website and learn more or go to the link at the bottom near co-op 50-50 on the description page. We have a lot of things that need to be done today. People are becoming more and more poor. People are becoming angry and depressed. Almost everyone is in debt, living off of credit. The whole country is in debt. People are struggling to survive. The quality of life is becoming worse. On a TED Talk I saw where they said about four years ago, people were asked how many friends they had that would help them if there was an emergency in their community. Most people said five. About a year ago, the same question was asked, and people said zero. No friends at all. Nobody to depend on. They said that now in this country, According to statistics and research, we are the most lonely people in the world because we don't have any type of community. We have a lot of people who show up and hang around, of course. We have what they called, what did they call them? I can't even think the name of it because it made me so upset. Casual friendships is what they called them the first time I went to to California, they said, oh, well, we're not like in the East. We have a lot of casual acquaintances, but we don't do like in the East. And that meant basically that you could call somebody up. You could go out. You could sing. You could dance. You could have fun with them. You could sort of use them as a person to entertain you or to entertain. But if you ever needed something, they were gone. This was a long time ago, all the way back in the 80s, but I have seen that trend creeping slowly all the way across the country where we find ourselves now in those situations. We go to clubs, we go to churches, we go to all these venues, we sit on boards and things like that. We chat and we talk with people and we communicate with them when we're there. But when that bell rings and it's time to go, everybody goes in their own separate direction. And we fear that we have no one to really depend on to call for help. And and they let us know that in subtle ways. It's time to create a better world for ourselves. It's time to create communities where people have our best interests at heart. Time to stop running and trying to climb to the top of a pyramid in order to stop those voices, silent voices deep in the subconscious, telling us that we are no good unless we climb to the top, unless we are claimed by other people, unless other people give us esteem. It's time for us to stop those voices. And the only way we can do that is to create communities that are safe, 
where there is trust, where there is love, where there is sharing, where there is the potential to grow. And it is up to each and every one of us as individuals to find or create those communities or we will be damning our children and our children's children to lonely lives where all they do is work as cogs to pass money up an invisible ladder to the great billionaires who sit at the top. People who have enough money right now to provide for total health care in this country and all homelessness in this country and to end hunger all over the world with about one-third of the amount of money they have. But who will not do that? because they just don't care. We cannot lean on people like that as examples on what it means to be human because they are not anymore. No love, no kindness, no compassion. Just greed, arrogance, and the pride that comes with the attainment of goods fuels their hearts, creating community is the first step when the community is created, creating economic security for that community is not step one, as Maslow in his theory would say, no, it is step two. You have the community and you have the self-love first. And then you create economic security that gives you wings to fly on the earth plane the same way you have learned to fly on the spiritual plane. So the reason I'm talking about this co-op 50-50, I guess, all the time is that that can do that for you if you have a group of people who really care and who will dare to take that journey to the ultimate freedom for all of us. Thanks for being with us today. Follow us on this page or go to our webpage and visit our YouTube channel. Check that out. There's all kinds of talking and meditation and you can subscribe there. Hit the bell. There are a lot of links on our webpage that you can visit and have fun with. Thank you for being with us. If you would like to make a donation to us, just go to our Co-op 5050 crowdfund and make a donation.
It's always good to be with you, and we look forward to being with you again soon. Tonight, 12 a.m., we will have Just Talking. We'll read the short story, and you can call in if you would like. Thanks again for being with us. And remember, out of all the dirt, the dust, and the ashes, the phoenix is rising, and that phoenix is you. The phoenix is rising. The phoenix is rising. Say what? The phoenix is rising. The phoenix is rising. The phoenix is rising. It's rising, rising, rising. The phoenix is rising, 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 rising. The phoenix is rising, rising, rising. The phoenix is rising, is rising, rising, rising. The phoenix is rising, is rising, rising, rising. The phoenix is rising, 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 rising. Say what?